This is Public Occurrences, both foreign and domestic. And now your host, Michael O'Fallon. This morning, we're going to have a brief episode one of Public Occurrences, where we're going to be really developing things more deeply tomorrow morning. But let's start this morning thinking back where we would understand that history reminds us that great nations have been brought down when their leaders failed their ultimate tests the kind of test that requires unwavering courage, insightful vision, and resolute patriotism in order to save their nations and make sure that their nations will see the next day. What is truly scary is when leaders are not leaders, but actually followers of a larger plan, a grand experiment in transformational governance, a reset that only a tiny fraction of voters across the nation knew anything about. Well, historian Paul Kennedy writes in his book, The Rise and Fall of Great Powers, that empires able to bring superior economic and technological resources to bear invariably win the pitiless fight for global power. Now, first published in 1989, his book is not only relevant today, but should be required reading for everyone. So one, when reading this book, has to wonder if anyone currently in the Biden White House is familiar with Kennedy's research. It spans the centuries, from Spain's undisputed leadership in the 1500s to the end of the Cold War and the fall of the Soviet Union. It is a roadmap that leads readers straight to the gates of Beijing, where the present communist leadership has harnessed enormous economic power, a growing arsenal of weapons of mass destruction, and a surveillance technology of its population that Stalin and Hitler could only dream of. Current satellite imagery has revealed the stunning news that communist China is building what defense analysts believe are more than 100 new silos for intercontinental ballistic missiles. Now, this action cannot be taken as an isolated decision, because communist China has dramatically increased its military strength from an ocean-going navy to new stealth fighters to an aggressive space program, much of which is completely copied from technology that they have from the United States. You see, China has a hard time doing things from an originality basis. The leaders of the Chinese Communist Party also seem to think of nothing of allowing their spent boosters from space to fall back to Earth wherever they may. Now, meanwhile, Hong Kong's democracy is being strangled, while international media has exposed how China seeks to crush their Uyghur minority in sprawling prison camps, But you don't hear much about this from China itself, because they have complete control of the press. You see, they don't want any of that fake news that contradicts their official reports coming in. People like Ronnie Chan have made sure that that doesn't happen in Hong Kong. 
Now, Chinese leaders are more interested in pointing out the apparent disparities in ethnic groups in the United States. While all along, China imprisons and brainwashes millions of religious minorities in its western provinces. And as well, if you're someone who is an African in China visiting or there on a work visa, believe me, they have never experienced persecution and as well discrimination like they will in China. Now, China's global shadow right now has only been lengthening. Now, this fall will mark the second anniversary of a COVID virus from Wuhan, whose actual origin inside China is still being debated by a global health organization that lacks both the means and political will to actually access the data that would reveal the truth about the origins of that virus. Now, against this battering from Beijing, the Biden administration seems to be sleepwalking. And in response to China's military expansion, journalists say our defense budget will be, in essence, flat in the United States at best. So there are urgent needs and well-deserved increases for our U.S. military, but the Chinese can keep growing their military confident that we are not investing anywhere near the sums needed to respond to their moves. So the Biden administration's response to the Uyghur outrage is his Treasury Department issuing sanctions that probably would not even be noticed by China unless they read it in a press release. So as China carefully plots its strategy for a return to global dominance, it would not be surprising if they are reflecting on the wisdom of one of America's founding fathers, Patrick Henry, who once wrote, quote, I have no way of judging the future but by the past, end quote. And China would see a Biden White House that is completely incapable of inspiring its citizens. As a matter of fact, they're threatening their citizens. They are indifferent to crises and captured by progressive ideologues whose pork barrel policies will create a national debt so vast that it will completely threaten a normative future for our nation. Because it's meant to do that. They are disrupting and dismantling America. So with all of these mistakes, missteps, and missed opportunities that are all early within the first nine months of Joe Biden's term, the Chinese also know the proverb that, quote, truth is buoyant. It will surface at some point and become obvious to all. And when it does, will America still have the means to preserve its security and freedom? And strangely enough, the greatest threat to Chinese supremacy is not sourced in the U.S. military or in the United Kingdom or from China's sometimes hostile neighbors, India or Japan. The greatest threat to China is from a source that is also a great threat to the United States and our constitution and our way of life. And that threat's name is 
George Soros. And I will explore this more tomorrow on public occurrences, both foreign and domestic. Thank you.